Hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of Blurred. Um, I'm Douglas Austin. Um, if you're interested, you can check out my podcast on anchor.com. That's uh, B-L-E-R-D with two exclamation points at, at anchor.com. B-L-E-R-D, two exclamation points at anchor.com. Um, you know, a um, couple of things. You know, I, I don't have much to talk about today. You know, I wanted to make sure I, I got something from May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> um, I was going around at work today just saying that and then telling everybody, I'll be back. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, let's see. A couple of things I wanted to get into was, was uh, today is, you know, the Star Wars day. So I'm going to, I want to talk a little bit about the Star Wars movies. Because uh, cause a couple of things, you know, um, I th- you know, one, one one of the coldest lines in movies, in my opinion, um, one of the coldest lines in movies is in Empire Strikes Back. And in that movie, I'll, I'll set it up a bit. In, in that movie, Darth Vader is chasing after uh, Han Solo, um, Leia, and, and, and Chewbacca, right? And Luke goes out to Dagobah to train to be a Jedi. Um, Darth Vader's after those guys specifically to torture them so that Luke will come. Um, he has them. Right. Um, he, he, he beats him to the cloud city of Bespin because of Boba Fett. Um, and, and he makes a deal with Lando that most likely the, the deal was he won't take over the, the city if he lets him talk to um, Han, Han and Leia and Chewie. Now, we all know Darth Vader, you know, he, he didn't <laughs> he didn't just talk to him. He tortured them. And if you watch the scene, it's after he, you know, Lando reveals that he was in bed with Darth Vader uh, metaphorically speaking. Um, and what happens is if you're paying attention to the movie, um, it's when Han Solo is getting tortured and Darth Vader bends down to make sure he's getting tortured. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've ever watched Empire Strikes Back or caught that, but I thought that was pretty, pretty jacked up. And then, and then what he does is he walks out the bounty hunter, Boba Fett says something, um, and, and Lando's trying to get his attention. And then he asked Lando about uh, Chewbacca and, and Princess Leia, and and um, or no, Lando asked about the, uh, uh, Chewbacca and Princess Leia, and Darth Vader says they can't ever leave the city. And then Lando yells at Darth Vader. He yells at Darth Vader. Right? He yells at him. That was never part of the deal. Nor was given Lando the bounty hunter. And then Darth Vader looks at him and says, "Perhaps you think you're being treated unfairly." And in my opinion, that's one of the coldest lines in movies. Why? Because Darth Vader knew he was being unreasonable because he he, he had every intention of not keeping his end of the bargain, right? He, he knew that, and Lando Lando had to listen to him. You know, I mean, the, in my opinion, the conversation probably went something like this: "Hey, Lando, it's me, Darth Vader. Um, you got a couple of friends coming to talk to you. Um, I want to I want to talk to them." Don't mind the Star Destroyer aimed at your city, you know, that can blow you away. And, and I mean, we blow up stars, so blowing up cities is not going to be a problem. But but don't mind the Star Destroyer, but I want to talk to your friends. Don't don't think about the Star Destroyer over there, but I want to talk to your homies, right? That's probably how the conversation went. and um, Or something like that. Or he just said, I'm, I'm talking to your friends and, I, and I'll leave you alone afterwards. And because Lando says that wasn't part of the deal. But, I mean... Yeah, and so in in my order of the Star Wars movies, um, of the Star Wars mythos, it's episode five, 
four, six, three, no, five, four, six. I'll say seven, nine, three, and the, the other three. But yeah, um, in my opinion, that's what, that's what it was, or close, because I, I like that the, the last half of episode three, the part where where Palpatine um, uh, reveals himself to, to, to Anakin Skywalker. The rest of the movie, kind of, I was kind of like, eh, I can I could do without it. But that was, I thought that was the 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 part that I liked. Um, the part that when that when when Palpatine revealed himself, it just sped the movie up. Okay, and so for me that was you know um the first i could do without the i i could do out the first part of the, them trying to get into the the ship to save palpatine i loved the lightsaber duel i didn't like all the stuff after that and i thought the the writing because people blame blame hayden christensen and um <clears throat> and uh nicole or natalie portman for no chemistry but the dialogue was horrid you know it was just bad um and and you realize that what what a what a what a treat we had to have Harrison Ford and um, Carrie Fisher doing the the dialogue because they were they were above average actors clearly, right? Because George Lucas wrote wrote um, all of those movies well uh, except for the last three, but he wrote the first six. And then you realize it, you know it's the same guy writing this stuff. So why is it any different? Um, you realize that it was still bad, but but uh. Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher, they just made it come to life, you know? Um, so, you know, that's that's my order of Star Wars movies. Uh, I, I loved Empire Strikes Back. I loved the nature of it. I loved how dark it was. And in, in my opinion, it changed the way movies were made because then you had a bad guy with unlimited resources that, that just didn't care. He punked every single person. It reminded me of uh, the Kurgan in Highlander. Um, cause that guy just, he just lost it. Right. You know, and he just didn't care any, and, and had he killed the Highlander, he would have undone everything that, that, uh, you know, made everybody good. I mean, he would have undone everything. Right. But so, you know, you have, you had a bad guy who just didn't care and you weren't going to be, you couldn't beat him, you know? And, um, yeah. Right. Um, and, and. You know, you, you find the the knockoff movies, uh, their their original Battlestar Galactica, which, uh, which was a complete knockoff, and all the other ones. And I remember even the old TV show V. Um, who remembers V? Uh, the TV show, and they had a scene in there, uh, a scene in there where they where they had a lightsaber duel. <laughs> where one one of the visitors and, and one of the re rebellion people had a lightsaber duel, and I'm just like, really. Really, uh, you you really did that, you know, and, and um, yeah, it was it was bad. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Today's May the fourth. May the fourth be with you. Um, you know, and and the, 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 it's crazy because I watched two series recently. I binge watched two series, and one of them was Altered Carbon, um, which I felt was really good. Uh, the first season was kind of was kind of everywhere, in the in the whole. In the in the story in the storyline, and they didn't they didn't really know which way they wanted to go, and then because um, for me, I'm list I'm watching the dialogue between him and and the um, and the resistance leader, and I'm like, where's she been at this entire time? Because clearly, in my opinion, she wasn't dead, 
and it, I don't know if you watched Altered Carbon. The whole concept of the move of the show is that um, we 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 colonized space, and what what happened was one of the first planets we colonized. colonized um, and yeah, these were colon, these were colonizers. Um, the, somebody that was there uh, invented a technology which you were able to download your consciousness into these little discs, and everybody had them implanted in their neck. And so, um, up until your moment of death, they would take your the, they called them stacks. Uh, they would take your stack out and then put it in another body. And then, so the rich people, the rich elite, they had endless amounts of, and they called the the, uh, the bodies were called sleeves. And so the rich elite, they had endless amounts of sleeves. They could make themselves be whatever they wanted to be, you know, male, female, young, that, that whole thing. And um, the poor, uh, they, they got, you know, whatever was left over, you know. Sometimes it'd be like an, an, an old person with heart issues, but, but it was like, well, you got what was there. Um, and the first season was started the guy that played uh, in the RoboCop reboot, Joel uh, Kinnaman. And... I liked it, but it wasn't because of him. Because his, I didn't think that he emotes very well, and uh, I don't think he emotes as a, as an actor very well. So I'm, it, I, you know, I'm just like, eh. you know, I like the the whole idea and the whole concept. But the whole the whole thing was, um, he was he was playing a Korean guy, so that was in his favor a bit. But he, in, in my opinion, he acted just like Joel Kinnaman, you know. Um, but, and then the whole season went about was he was trying to solve a murder and then it turns out that his sister is involved who he thought was dead and all this stuff. And, and then, um, and then it's all this, it's all this stuff, right? Um, his sister ends up being the mastermind behind all this, all the, the stuff that he's been going through. And he's like, what the hell? And she's like, I'm not going to stop. And so he has to kill his sister. Second season. Because the sister tells him at the end of the first season, you know, the, the, you're, you're the love of your life. I, I actually saved her. And so I knew how I, I knew that was it was coming like that. Um, and so so the whole second season with him trying to find the love of his life. And then when he finds her, when he finds her, because he finds her the first episode, but she's she's not herself, you know. And so um, he finds her again and he. And he, you know, this is a whole thing. But the second season was Anthony Mackie. I'm trying not to give spoilers. That's why I'm just doing the whole, like, oh, this whole thing. And it was this thing. But um, the, the second season was, was Anthony Mackie. And I thought, and he played it, the character way more reserved, right? And and um, contemplative. And I liked that because I thought that showed maturity. Because the character was only supposed to be um, when in season one before he got put in the body of uh of the the the, the, the white male um he was supposed to be early 20s and you would think that you would mature after you know and this guy had been a, this guy had been around for hundreds of years but uh but yeah it was crazy um and i liked the second season better because it was more introspective and more more contemplative you know um and i thought that that um in the confines of what he had to do, Anthony Mackie emoted better than Joel Kinnaman did, you know, because again, he's playing a Korean guy, you know, so he's playing, he's, he has to keep that in mind, um, and that has to inform his choices as an actor, and I thought that was powerful, so, you know, um, I thought, I thought it was powerful, um, and then I watched Black as Fuck, 
um, the TV show about the the the, the creator of a uh, of Blackish, Grownish, and all that stuff. And and um, you know, I actually I liked it um, because because he didn't shy away from admitting his faults. And, and, you know, I was talking, I was chatting with somebody online and I said it was him, it was kind of a mea culpa of, of him just saying, hey, look, I'm, a, I'm an ass and I messed my, all my relationships up, ships up and this, this is how I am, you know, take it or leave it. And, and I, I appreciated that a lot more than I thought I would because, because he admitted to being an ass and then he tried to save his marriage at the end. I don't, I'm not trying to ruin it for everybody. I think I just did, but but um, yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it because he it wasn't it was like a cross between curb your enthusiasm and Modern Family, right? And I'm gonna say the first couple of seasons of Modern Family, not the later ones. Cause I, I stopped watching after like season five or six because um, he got. I mean that that's a, that's a show that only needed to last for like five years, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, I liked it. Black as fuck. Um, uh, I thought it was powerful. You know, and and he hit something on the head. Um, there was an episode in which there was a movie that he, that he thought was trash, and it was by a black uh, director. You know, black writer, black, uh, you know, writer director, and um, and he thought it was, and he said it out in public because they asked him to do it on the panel, and he said, "This is trash. We have to do better," kind of thing. And then the person, the ally he had brought that was supposed to like back him up, you know, kind of bugged out and and said, "Hey, in, in public, we need to be a united front." And I. You know, and and the thing is, I kind of I, I I vibe with that, with the um, with I vibe with being honest with each other and saying, hey, you know, um, that was trash. I didn't like, you know, I didn't I didn't like that. Um, I like for example, you, you know, you, you, if you've listened to me, you know that I have issues with uh, Tyler Perry. I think um, Tyler Perry is immensely talented, but I think he's a lazy writer. You know, I think because it's like all his every, everything is the same. All the Medea stuff is the same. There's no there's no maturation. There's no maturity. There's no there's no real growth in any of the characters. And, and you know, someone's getting hit hit in the head with a frying pan. You know, somebody's raping somebody's daughter and all that kind of stuff. And it's like at some point, your first couple of plays when you first come out, your first and then you're doing movies. Yeah, do that. You know, your first three, four, do that. But every single one, it's like you're you're a billionaire, at least close to it. Um, and so you can afford to have writers and, and say, this is what I want, right? Um, and have somebody write it a bit better. It's just like the same story over and over again. But uh, you can't deny his talent, you know? And so talking to other people, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's, he's very, very talented. I don't like his stuff, but he's talented, you know? Um, and, and, and watching that show, black as fuck, they're like, you know, for the most part in front of people be united but behind closed doors be like look dog you need to change that i don't know i you know i i i'm the type of person where i can't if i see something go sideways i have to say something you know um if i see if i go and and spend my time my my talent my energy or just even my my money on a, on a project and it's hor you know there's movies i wanted to walk out of because i thought they were so bad you know um there's one movie I actually did walk out of, and that's when we were, when we were teenagers. It was me, uh, Dante Felder, and Fred Brown. We walked out of a movie called The Judas Project. It was bad. <laughs> it was um, as if as if uh, the the person of Jesus Christ that came today, and it was it was actually a, a person that was racialized as Caucasian, and it was all all Caucasian people. 
the whole thing was and it was just badly directed badly written badly acted i'm i mean it would have been better if they said it was a comedy and it was supposed to be like buddy jesus or something like that but yeah um but yeah i i've walked i've did movies i wanted to walk out of you know but i don't know i i, I go back and forth with that you know uh, but anyway, I recommend Altered Carbon on Netflix and Black as Fuck on Netflix. I, again, there's a Black as Fuck is, is, it's him. It's unadulterated him. Take it, take it like you, like, like you mean it or take it like you want it. But yeah, it's not, you know, it's not, it's, it's, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but that's, that's how it, how it, how it's going. Wow. This is. You know, it's funny. It's like a 20-minute a podcast, and I only meant it to be like five minutes. That's hilarious. At any rate, um, thank you for listening. If you're, if you're um, and watching, if you're interested, I'm on anchor.com. Um, it's blurred, B-L-E-R-D, with two exclamation points. It's me, uh, the picture of um, me as Thanos, taken, at, um, taken um, by actually Lori Campbell Meyer um, at Emerald City Comic Con last year. Thanos. <laughs> at any rate uh thanks for watching um blurred b-l-e-r-d two exclamation points on anchor.com this video ends now but the podcast goes on